This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez here with the House of Indie podcast. This episode you are about to hear is with Walter Osley, the artist on Metal Shark Pro. This is the first episode of a three-part mini we're also going to be having Bob France and Kevin Cuff on the show here in the next few weeks. So stay tuned for those episodes. But for now, enjoy this awesome, awesome episode of our Metal Shark Pro three-part mini. We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with Albert Morales, and we are the House of Indie. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and today we are recording remotely because uh, Albert says I smell or something, but we have somebody cool on the line. Who do we have on the line, Albert? Well, you've got myself, the absolute annihilist. Albert Morales, but you also have the wanderer, Walter Osley, the creative, mind-blowing artist on Metal Shark Bro. And I got to tell you, dude, I'm super fucking excited. I don't normally cuss on this show, but that's how excited I am. And the reason we're doing this thing remotely, I can only say fish sticks. Joey had one too many fish sticks one time, and it, it ruined me. Ruined me. So it, it, it's asked for today's interview. So how's it going today, Walter? <laughs> uh, it's going awesome. I'm glad I'm, I'm not part of the, the fish stick problem. <laughs> found over here. <laughs> oh, you kind of are, man, because you drew a ton of sharks on this book, man. I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least one, but I had to keep drawing them over and over yeah. again. <laughs> uh, over and over again, many different times. So you probably dreamt about fish sticks, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of fishermen, a lot of R's. Of uh, yeah, yeah, all that nautical stuff. <laughs> no, seriously, though, um, I got to ask you, dude. Uh, so Scout Comics is who's putting out Metal Shark Bro. Um, have you done work with them before, or what's the deal there? I mean, uh, give us a little bit of background on, on – actually, let's start with yourself. Give us a little bit of background on yourself, since I think everybody's interested to see. You've got a, a really unique style – uh, in the way that it's your storytelling is very clear cut. Uh, and that's something I really enjoyed. And the artists are just really fed to that. So can you give us a little bit about yourself and, and what we need to know or what we things in the yeah. dark that we should know? <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to go that far back in my past, but, um, <laughs> that's a whole different type of podcast, but, um, yeah, I mean, I started, I started drawing pretty late in life. And, um, like I don't, I didn't start drawing until I was like 30 and I started off as, as just writing. I wanted to tell my stories and stuff and, you know, making independent movies was way too much work. So like oh, I yeah. kind of switched over to, to writing comics and I was like, you know, I was kind of a, a loner anyways. 
another reason why making movies was hard. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, I'll write comics. I remember reading comics back in the day. So I just yeah. started teaching myself to draw. Um, nice. Without without really any intentions of really being a great artist. Like I just wanted to, you know, draw simple, as simple as possible just to get the story out there. Right. And, you know, I think that mentality yeah. is still with me. Um, you know, obviously sometimes a little bit of ego gets into play with art, but I try to keep it, <laughs> keep it at that basic thought that I had when I first started off. So, um, yeah, just try to keep the art simple, tell the story and, you know, don't worry about the rest of the stuff. Arrogant artists, that doesn't happen, man. <laughs> you, you need to be a little bit arrogant uh, to deal with all the self-crippling doubt that comes along with art. <laughs> See? You really actually, you, you seriously do. I, I think at least. And trust me, I got a lot of arrogance. So, yeah. <laughs> a lot is a lot is explaining it a little bit lightly. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, Albert's awesome. That's why I do a podcast with him. I mean, if I do, if if I couldn't sit down multiple hours at a time with him, uh, I I don't think I'd be doing this anyway. So, talk to me about Metal Shark, bro. This is I I, I flipped through some of it. I've, I'm reading it right now. Um, I saw some of the artwork, man, the, the, the colors, the art, the, the, it's, it's not a book that I would normally kind of pick up and read myself, but the, mm-hmm. with, with the story we got, uh, we got Bob and Kevin on there and they do great in the, with the writing and then paired up with your artwork, man. It was a fantastic read for me. Tell me how you guys got together and, and, and how did metal shark broke, uh, come together? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Metal Shark Bro is one of those those weird books. Obviously, um, you know, people hear the title and they instantly imagine some certain type of story. Like it might be different for everybody, but yeah. I think there's like instant preconceived notions of what this book is going to be, and it's like it's not really any of those things. Um, and a lot of that is because of like Bob and Kevin's sensibility, mm-hmm. and then also just because my art is not, you know, it's not it's not a house style. Um, so the book is so far removed from what a lot of people would think. Cause yeah. I, I think a lot of people think it might be like one of the, like those 90 stories, just like over the top, like totally broed out <laughs> working at the, working out at the gym and stuff. And it's, it's so, so it is so not that at all. You know, it's, it's like a, a weird cartoon network adult swim thing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the, the origin of the story is, is just weird. Like Bob had this random idea, um, called up Kevin in the middle of the night and they started working on it. Um, yeah. And that was Metal Shard Bro. Um, and, you know, I, I was friends with Kevin um, through comic conventions and stuff, just hanging out with him. Um, he would always bring me beer. <laughs> at conventions. Yes. Uh, so I think he was trying to smooth me into, you know, he knew what was going on with Metal Shark, bro. So yeah, he was just, he was working me, <laughs> which is fine. I'll, you know, whatever you're bringing in beer. I don't care. That's I care what your ulterior motives are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he was like, you know, like he, he's like, Hey, we have the story. And like, he sent it. I hadn't talked to Bob at this point. I didn't know he existed, but, um, yeah, he sent me over Metal Shark Bro, and I was like, "Wow, oh, this is really stupid, guys." Like, I'm in, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that, so that's just how it happened. And then we just started talking about it. I met Bob um, at Heroes Con uh, with Kevin there, and then he, Bob, also brought me beer. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, bring uh, a patronage. 
Yeah, I guess, man. So I'm like, I'm like, this is great, you know? Uh, yeah. Here, have so, yeah, some, have some candy. And just kind of work it from there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm also a big freak. I have people bring me candy at conventions, too. Like, those are my two weaknesses. Um, so so yeah. the next thing they but put, I'll, they I'll, put you in their unmarked, uh, dark, uh, no windows van. Right. And then, and then boom, <laughs> there it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just lead a trail of beers and candy on the ground and I just keep picking them up and I just walk into the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so, um, it, it's funny that you talk about the storytelling, like I said, it's very clear cut in, in your artwork and, um, uh, it kind of reminds me, as far as Metal Shark Bro goes, uh, when I saw it, I, I had been talking to you for a little while online, and uh, mm-hmm. when I saw the name, I was I, I, you got to understand, I wake up at like four in the morning <laughs> every day. So I was scrolling through in the morning, and I was like, uh, I saw the name Metal Shark Bro, and I was like, what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. So I looked at it, and I was like, that's a, I, I'm a big title geek. Like, you know, the title's got to grab me. First mm-hmm. of all, besides the art, uh, but the title's kind of grabbing. So I see Metal Shark Bro, and I'm like, what the hell is that? So I look at it, and then I read the concept of the story, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's fucking genius. That's cool. Let me check out. Let me check it out. So I start reading it. I think you guys had like a little sample of uh, when you guys were doing like, a, uh, I think it was like a Kickstarter or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I, I started going through that, and I was like, oh, that's freaking genius. And, it, and at the time, and, and I still am. Uh, was looking for something fun to read. How fun was it trying to come up with the concepts for the characters and, and uh, tell us a little bit about the characters themselves. Like what's their, what's your viewpoint on some of these guys? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a ton of fun. Obviously um, I, I, <laughs> uh, I have this one thing where when pe- we tell people about um, metal shark grow, the, the first thing they say is, is street sharks. <laughs> and it, it drives me. It drives me insane. It's nothing like that. He doesn't even look like a street shark. Um, so yeah. So when they first told me about it, you know, I started doing like designs and sketches and stuff. And and yeah, I, I did start with the whole like it's just a shark head on a body, mm-hmm. and it just it it wasn't fun for me to draw. So I kept trying to figure out ways to to make him more expressive. Uh, and that's that's how I ended up with that weird like box head that he has. Yeah. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, so so I can do all kinds of stuff with, with that face, and that's that's why I ended up with that type of face shape because like trying to make like a, a just a true shark head like mm-hmm. look confused or sad or like it's about to throw up and stuff yeah. um, would have been weird. So yeah, oh. so I went with that that shape for him. How hard was that to uh, to come up with the uh, the shape? I mean, did it take you a couple hours? Was it, uh, was it one of those uh, things I, where you're like, "Fuck"? <laughs> I think I think well, it it wasn't super hard. Like I wasn't you know I wasn't there for months trying to scribble them out, but uh, you know I would just sit there like trying trying to do things with the you know with expressions, and I think his, the head just kept you know coming closer to something that I could actually work with and right. draw. And, uh, yeah, and that's kind of where he came from. Like Ira is his, his sidekick, you know, or his partner, however you want to look at it. And he's a foot with bat wings. And I think that was the description that Kevin gave me. It's just an eyeball with bat wings. <laughs> and so I started scribbling him too. And, and I don't know why, but it just, it felt like 
he needed a bowler hat. So I drew that and I asked, you know, I was like, Hey, are you guys okay if I give them a bowler hat? And they're like, sure. <laughs> you know, like whatever, like whatever your crazy mind comes up with, like this book is supposed to be fun and silly and just over the top. So the bowler hat came there and, um, he just, it didn't seem right that Metal Shark Bro was going to walk around with the sword. So I felt like Ira needed some way to manipulate things. And that's where the, um, the nerve endings or whatever tentacles, came from for him right i was just like it would be cool if he can you know actually interact with things in the comics some functionality yeah exactly yeah yeah that's cool uh you had another book sorry joe but you had another book that you worked on before this um uh what was the title of that one it was um i got a i have a few there's uh shiver bureau cubicles and hacksaw i think it was shiver bureau is where i first noticed your work can you tell us anything about those books at all yeah, um, Shiver Bureau was like my, you know, like my first real attempt at trying to do like a serious book. And, you know, well, serious for me, it's, it's kind of like Sherlock Holmes and Watson if they're Ghostbusters. Right. right. So it's, uh, you know, it's just two detectives, London. And that was that I wrote that and I drew that. I just took like all the, my favorite things, Scooby-Doo, Ghost, Ghost, Mystery, London, um, and I just took all that stuff and just slammed it into a story. And that, that's basically what Sugar Bureau was. And so I did one volume of that story. And um, I wish I could get back to it, but it just hasn't worked out that way. Is it, uh, is it the Metal Shark Bros just uh, kind of taking this huge wave of, uh, of fandom? No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or was it? <laughs> or was it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we, they came to me to, to do the first volume and we were kind of like, you know, we had no idea. Like, I mean, the, the, the idea is so weird. Anyways, we weren't sure how it was going to be received. Mm. And so we did the, we did the first, first Kickstarter and we were asking for, you know, a lot of money because you guys know comics take a lot of money mm-hmm. to make. And, you know, we're like, you know, this is the amount of money we need to make a book happen. And so either people want it or they don't want it. And, you know, it was a, it was a hard Kickstarter, but we hit our goal. And so, you know, we're like, hell yeah, people want this, you know? So we were excited to work on the book and get the book done. And, you know, everyone was just really excited about the book after we finished it. And we went to Heroes Con, which is the first convention we had the book with us and people were super excited about it. And I think we just like were super hyped that weekend and we're like, you know what, let's do volume two. And then we launched the Kickstarter for volume two, like I think a month later. Wow. And, um, and we're able, you know, it's still another struggle, but we were able to raise, you know, the same amount of money and get volume two done. So we were just kind of, you know, super excited about it and, you know, wanting to to get it done. And then, you know, it's like two years later at this point. (laughs) And it's like, Oh yeah, it's been two years. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so when was that, when was that moment, uh, you talked a little bit about how you guys put that out and you guys noticed that actually people wanted to see this. So when was that one moment, that light bulb moment that was like, Hey, this is actually kicking off. This is, as I talked to Bob a little bit and he was like, man, I, we had no idea that this thing was going to like be as huge as it is. And we thought it was just going to flop. Um, did you? Did you did you have uh, similar feelings? Do you when was that moment that you noticed that hey, we actually did something that people love here? Right, I I think it well it was like you know I'm like I'm just drawing Metal Shark Bro like doing my thing, 
And, um, like, you know, Kevin was like, Hey, did you see this piece of, of, um, art, a pinup of metal shark bro that, you know, so-and-so artist did. And I was like, Oh no, I didn't see it. That's really cool. And then, you know, a couple hours later, it's like, did you see this one? And then the next day, like, <laughs> did you see this one? Wow. And I don't know if you guys have seen those pinups, but like we got, um, pinups from like a crazy amount of artists, like Drew Moss did one. Mm. Um, uh, of course I'm going to forget all the names. Christian Dabari did one, uh, creature box even did creature one. box. And that was going to be my next question. Yeah. For you. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and that was actually somebody who was a fan of the book asked Creature Box to do it for, for him. Wow. Um, so, uh, so yeah, just like when we started seeing all of those, those pieces come in of people that just were excited about it, I was like, holy crap, like, how did that even happen? You know, like, yeah. um, and I think that was the point to where I was like, you know, that's, that's crazy. Like people are that excited about this book. Yeah. That, when I saw it, I was, I think I, I, not gonna lie, I think I bugged the hell out of you. I was like, <laughs> like I gotta draw a cover for that book. Uh, <laughs> but um, but by then the book is already you know out and out and all about. But uh, I didn't when I saw Creature Boxes uh, um, uh, pin up or was it was it they they did an alternate cover for that right? Was it the same uh, image as the pin up or was it just a, a different completely different thing? No, no, I mean, they've only drawn that, that one, like, giant screaming shark head, um, mm-hmm. like, screaming out the, the skull and crossbones or whatever. That was the only one, one they did, and we never used it for a cover. Um, ah, okay. It was just and, an image I saw, because I've, I've literally been on eBay, and just, like, any shop that I go to, I'm like, you got that book? You got shark, shark, uh, Metal Shark Pro? I'm looking for the Creature <laughs> Box variant. So, like, what the fuck <laughs> are you that, talking about? The first so. issue, the first issue only had three covers. Um, there was the, the main cover that I drew. There was the alternative co- cover, uh, that Jake Smith did, uh, which is cover I loved. And, um, and then we had the web store exclusive by Brian Silverback was the, was the super yeah. limited web store only version. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But how long does it take you to do, uh, uh, books, man? Like, are you, are you a digital cowboy? Do you do stuff digitally or do you, uh, uh, you uh do stuff with old school pen and ink so my everything before metal shark bro was traditional um but with metal shark bro uh, i went digital because with kickstarter right like you you have to put the delivery date so far out and it kind of sucks to you know people put their money in and then they have to wait a year or whatever so i I kind of pushed that deadline closer because I didn't want to make people wait, but because of the deadline being so tight, I switched over to digital for Metal Shark Bro. So Metal okay. Shark Bro has been been a hundred percent digital, and that's been a fun learning experience to do it one hundred percent digital. Gotcha. I was so sad. Now I can't buy any original pages. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it breaks me, man. It hurts my it hurts my heart. <laughs> That's the only reason um, we created this podcast because he's like, I'm only gonna do this so I can so I can get those those pages, man. <laughs> get the hookup. Yep. Well, there's that. There's that, and I demand like a, a a nice bowl of like green. They have to be green Skittles. Uh, and, and, and they have to not every day not be touched by human hands. <laughs> yep. Every Thursday, I got I gotta have them there. So, you know, uh, yeah. he's, he's the total diva anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so, okay. We talked about 
how you how you got into the, the this book. We talked about what uh how you got came together with uh Bob and Kevin. Um do have I, I keep looking at this book. Uh did were you did you, so because you were doing this digitally, did you do the colors as well? Yep. Yeah, I did the the drawing and the colors myself. So so who came up with these colors in this book because man that's one of those things like uh, albert's a big artist and he 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 is drawn to the artist uh arts art styles i'm drawn to like colors and storylines and things like that so when i saw this book i was like oh man i gotta have this book i gotta have a, a physical copy i gotta have it digitally i gotta i gotta have it every which way i can and it's mostly because of the colors and the artwork and and storyline coming all together all at once. But how did you guys come up with the the concept of these colors? Um, I mean, it, that goes back to, and I don't want to downplay like you know the amount of work it takes to make art or anything, but it goes back to what I was saying earlier about not really wanting to be like the most amazing artist. Um, and because I started so, so late and I didn't really go to school or anything for art, it was always about like, how can I actually do art and make it look halfway decent without, you know, spending years trying to get good at it because like yeah. I, I wanted to make comics, not, you know, make, make drawings. Like it was always about the comics. And so pretty much a lot of my art style came from trying to figure out how to do things, um, you know, with, with, not a lot of art talent. And so my coloring kind of came from that. Um, okay. Which was pretty much just starting bare bones. Cause a, a lot of my pages. So basically when I color, I pick like a mood for that scene, like what I think that color is. And usually it's in, <laughs> it's usually in the purples, blues and fuchsias and teals. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I build, I build the entire page off of that, that main color. And so okay. it kind of gives it a cohesive thing. So I don't have to think as much about like, oh, my palette and, you know, what, what are complementary colors and like what's yeah. working together. I just start at that base and I build up from that. So I don't have to think as much. So you're kind of getting like just the colors that I like. Um, and so I've, I've heard that stuff about my colors. I don't color other people's stuff often, but I'm coloring this one book. Uh, for Neil Mockerman called Cog and Flame. And so I, I just posted a picture of that on my Facebook page. And if mm -hmm. you look at that page, like it almost makes that art look like I drew it, I think, because the colors are so what they are, you know, they're so yeah. different, I guess, because wow. I'm using that, that simplified method. Yeah. I'll say, I got to tell you one one of my favorite pages is right in the beginning of Metal Shark Bro when you first see Metal Shark Bro when he when he's transformed from the shark to this 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 humanoid type character that is my favorite favorite page there because of the the blast of colors and everything coming together it I, it, it excited me when I first read it that I got to just say that thanks man yeah i mean that yellow comes out of nowhere right like yeah. <laughs> You you got all these blues and stuff, and, and then this like crazy saturated yellow like pops, and um, yeah, it's like like there's certain colors that I don't use very often. Um, like I definitely do stay to to the purple side of the color wheel. So uh, so one of the things uh, uh, that actually helps, uh, you know, after listening to that whole thing is that uh, 
you know, you said you're not trying to be like the greatest artist. You really want to bring the storytelling out and tell the story. And, and I think that, that, um, that mindset really helps because you've got guys that I've talked to where, you know, they're, you got to pick the, the right style for the certain, for the mood of the book. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes when you're concentrating way too much on that, cause I think even Scotty Young said it before, it's like, you know, he'll have something, uh, a story that he wants to do. He plays it out in his head. Then when he tries to sit down and draw it, it's just not coming out because the mindset is just, you know, it's already been kind of done in his head. So it's, it's almost done already. You know, mm-hmm. and you just can't put it to page. So I think that, I think you're right on with that, with that whole thing, man, just let's, let's just get the story out. Let's just get the story out. Um, so I do. I got to commend you on that stuff, man, because I think it stifles a lot of artists from putting out work mm-hmm. just because they want it to be so perfect. And uh, right, right, yeah. So I got to commend you on that, man, because you're you're putting out books, and that's what fans want to see. Um, but you, as a storyteller, I'm sure that's what you want to see as well. You want to see the collection of books stacking up on your shelf, so you're getting the story out, and you can move on to the next story that you have, uh, you know, somewhere in your head. Uh, like you said, yeah. you're, you're having a hard time getting back to the uh, to the other book. Um, do you see yourself somewhere going back to the other book? Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's um, it's it's still there, like in the back of my head. But it's it's one of those books. Like I think a lot of it's like I said, it was just the second book I, the first serious one I tried to do, and I think a lot of first time creators, which I was back then, um, and I you know, technically I think I still am, but you want to do these crazy epic stories. And the the story for that one is in my head is like this, you know, pretty hefty three volumes worth of story. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, to go back and spend the time um, to do that's a little bit overwhelming. And I have a lot of other ideas in my head. Like I said, I started off as being a writer and not really being, uh, planning on being an artist so it is kind of weird for me I haven't written my own story in two years you know, wow. because I've been doing Metal Shark Bro and I just thought about that um, last week I was like you know what I haven't written anything in two years um, it, it, it was kind of weird it's a real moment for me so uh, there's actually like this sci-fi like fun sci-fi story that I have mm. in mind that I think is actually going to be the next thing um, and it kind of takes me back to the first comic I did, which was Cubicles, which was a super silly sci-fi adventure story. Mm. Um, and so I'm kind of going back to my roots with just being able to be over the top and then add things out of nowhere, you know, because yeah. they're in space and it's a huge galaxy out there full of different kinds of possibilities. So I'm excited about getting back to that. Uh, have, you, have you written and drawn uh, a book of your own before? Yeah, I've done I've done three different IPs that that were all me from start to finish. So so uh, if so, it wouldn't be that hard and or difficult for you to bust something out. How do you feel when it when it comes to writing something and and drawing something? Do you feel like one is harder than the other, or would it be more difficult for you to kind of bust out a book uh, in a frame of time? Uh, that that you would be comfortable with? No, I mean I think I, I've all I've, I've always had an easier time writing than drawing, um, and I think a lot of that just comes from the amount of time and like physical intensity that drawing requires. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's just you know I can type I can type a page 
obviously, you know, I can type an entire story in a day if I needed to. Wow. It might be bad, but I could. (laughs) There's no way I could draw an entire graphic novel in a Mm -hmm. day. Um, Even if I was doing stick figures, like I would still be hunched over my desk, you know, like with carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah. Um, You know, and so, so I've always thought drawing is just, more physically demanding than writing. So in my mind, that makes it easier because, you know, you can be driving to work or sitting on a toilet or, you know, in a commercial break for a TV show and you can be writing in your head. Um, Yeah. And so, so I've always had an easy time with writing. So as far as like um, doing my own book and stuff, like I said, that's just kind of, that's just kind of what I'm came from. I feel like it's weirder that I haven't written. What's your approach? Uh, in regards to uh, what's your approach in regards to writing as opposed to drawing? I mean, is there certain things you do, you know, like uh, you, you light candles, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though. I mean, uh, is there something you look at for a little bit of inspiration uh, um, to kind of get you in the mood? I mean, uh, you know, is it, what's the, what's your, what's your different way of going about uh, both areas? Um, I mean, with, so with writing, I like to, I mean, obviously, like, I'm always thinking about the story, just walking around the house, but when it actually comes down to putting, like, letters on paper or, like, putting down the plot or the outline or something, I like to just go somewhere Hmm. quiet Hmm. um, and dark in some place I can be alone. I don't listen to music. I don't have the TV on. I don't even have, like, classical music on. I just sit there in the quiet um, and then try to just entertain myself with my own story. Okay. And and that's pretty much like how I write. And then as far as like drawing is concerned, it's it's basically just like, you know, you just got to sit down and, and grind it out. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not too much to it. You have a deadline, you know, how many pages you need to draw today, how many pages you need to draw for the week. And you just, you sit down and, and do the work, you know? Right. Right. Metal Shark Bro, uh, it's one of those books that, um, I've kind of told, uh, some other artists this before It it was a little while ago. Uh, probably about over a year ago, I was like, you know, I can see anamorphic books coming back. I, mm-hmm. I can see uh, the joy in them. I go because again, it's not—it's something that's not taken extremely seriously. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, you saw that kind of revival. You saw that kind of stuff like in the '90s and the '80s. You know, with the mm-hmm. uh, um, with uh, mainly the '80s with the Ninja Turtles. You saw you saw Yo Jimbo. You saw. Uh, Biker Mice from Mars. Um, you know, you saw all these books. Um, I think Metal Shark Bro kind of fits into that whole that whole genre. I mean, do you agree with that? Do you do you see it differently? No, yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. I, and I think too, that's like what what Bob and Kevin were going for originally too. Mm-hmm. Um, was just the fun, and and for some reason, you know, if that story was just you know people. It, it wouldn't be as fun as it is because it's a shark and like an evil pig demon and, um, you know, a meth crocodile in, in the second volume and stuff. And, um, you know, an evil hamster. Like, it's just not, if those were people, it just wouldn't be as fun. And for yeah. some reason, you know, putting an animal head on a human body is, is just funny in its own right. Mm. I don't know. When are we gonna see uh a metal star bro toy man is it something i gotta i gotta have to kevin and bob about is it uh oh man i don't i mean it's not like it's not like we don't want one 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we don't want one. I mean, that would be awesome. A little metal shark bro and then, you know, a little IRL figure. I need an action figure for the bathtub. Yeah, be awesome. Yeah. One, one that, uh, one yeah, that his, you can. And he's got a special flotation device, so just his head like sticks out of the water. <laughs> or one that that sick. one that uh that is a shark, and you can morph it into Metal Shark Bro, just like you know the old school Ninja Turtles ones. Oh yeah, that's that's where like it's Transformer at. Transformer Metal Shark Bro. Yeah, wow. there you go, man. Yeah. That's what's up. I that. <laughs> I I I, I would honestly be happy because I got a, I got a, a a soft spot for the uh, you know those uh, the small like fit in your palm kind of toys like I'm signing <laughs> some toys right now and uh, I I I judge them off my son's um, uh, interest in the toy like I bought mm-hmm. him some you know you see those big cheesy ass Marvel toys uh, at Target that really mm-hmm. fuck the shit out of me <laughs> uh, like the know, nine nine ten made. inch ones. Yes, yeah, yeah, and they still want to charge you up the up the wahoo for them. Yeah, all them just the arms move up and down, and that's it. And they break um, they break within a week, bro. Just saying. Yeah, I don't buy any of those, but you know, <laughs> I, I like the old school. Remember the old school? Um, like there was some small animal like ones with some armor, and they had their different tribes. Like there was the wood tribe, the water tribe, the fire tribe, beast warriors, right? Or there you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that small size. Like that was that like two inches. Um, mm-hmm. I could see a Metal Shark Bro toy kind of in that kind of small yeah. size would be kind of cool. Uh, oh, regular yeah, action yeah. figure size would be dope too, though. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean a cool like like huge like sculpture Metal Shark Bro would be awesome. But yeah, yeah. I mean just like yeah, just those like yeah Beast Warrior size or what were the pink ones like pocket wrestlers or something thumb wrestlers? Oh, oh yeah, 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 I yeah, remember muscle. those. Yeah, the muscle guys, the M-U-S-S-C-L-E yeah. yeah, yeah, and Bob and Kevin are huge like wrestling fans. Uh, <laughs> oh, see, no, no, so I'm yeah. sure they would be about it. <laughs> there you go, man. So, so but tell yeah. tell us a little bit. You said that we got a volume two coming up, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so volume two, you know, takes place, you know, just shortly after volume one. Um, I can't really. Well, okay, yeah, I guess I can. I was going to say there's spoilers if I talk about it, but not really. So it's basically like <laughs> it's Metal Shark Bro has a new a new villain that he's going up against. Okay. Um, and um, this new villain is just, you know, angry at Metal Shark Bro for reasons. And, uh, you know, they, they do get out, but, you know, typical Metal Shark Bro doesn't follow that normal path. It's just kind of all over the place. And um, one of the things about like drawing that helps speed things up for me is when I can stay in a specific scene, um, like it speeds up the drawing, it speeds up the coloring because, you know, I, I don't have to come up with new stuff all the time, mm-hmm. but like Bob and Kevin are changing scenes like every page, you know, <laughs> so I'm like sitting there and so it's harder for me to draw, but you know, the, the story is just wild because they're, they're, you know, going from this thing to this thing. And there's so much happening in the book yeah. to the point to where sometimes like, I'm like, okay, where was that one scene? I need to go look at what I did, you know, for the building in that scene. Um, and I was like, okay, that was probably, you know, episode three, you know, because all these things happened before they got there. And I was nope, it's in episode one, you know, issue one. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, there's just like all these things happening. It's like, how, how did all that stuff happen in the first, like, you know, 15 pages? Yeah. Um, oh, man. 
So, so, so is yeah, there? So there's a lot of stuff that's going on in issue or volume two. Yeah. Awesome. So, is there a lot of communication between you three? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, as far as like the writing goes, I think you know Bob and Kevin go in their little uh, coffin or wherever they write together, and um, they throw me the script, and I go through the script, and then I start at that point like t- tossing ideas back, like changing things mm-hmm. that I need to change for you know just art reasons. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think a lot of it just comes from before they start writing. Uh, like one of the villains in second volume is meth gator <laughs> and that was just us like like talking because of that alabama um crocodiles were addicted to cocaine or something like that story, <laughs> new story that came up and so like you know bob was like we need to make this a thing and so like uh, you know i was like i'm i sketched them out and so we had we had meth gator you know, with his little crack pipe and like syringes sticking out of his back, and he's oh, just man. like this hillbilly crocodile. Yeah, um, you know, so a lot of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, I like a it, if Metal Shark Bro was an Adult Swim cartoon, like yeah. I would be in heaven. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I could see that happening, man. I mean, yeah. uh, look at some of the stuff that's out there now, and and to be really honest with you, I mean, uh. Netflix has all the money, but Adult Swim, I mean, Jesus, they're, they're, they're probably in need of some, some new material. And I can <laughs> definitely see Metal Shark Bro being right up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, I mean it's designed, you know, I, I can draw the Metal Shark Bro characters really quickly, you know, because their designs are like pared down. Like John, yeah. you know, like drawing Metal Shark Bro's box head is easy. You know, that would be super easy yeah. to animate. So, um, yeah, I think it's meant for an animation. It's just a matter of making it happen. I don't know how. Oh, it's just, yeah. you know, <clears throat> they go to the go to the CTN Expo, you know, just uh, <laughs> present materials. Just keep <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, man. I think, I mean, yeah, this yeah. this kind of stuff uh, it speaks for itself. I don't think uh, it it's going to be very hard to sell this kind of stuff. Uh, to the right person, you, they just need to come. It just needs to fall in place. You know what I mean? I was going to say again, it falls into that whole Ninja Turtles aspect where you know it wasn't something that was. It, they were doing it for fun. I mean, if you're following any kind of formula, I mean that would be the formula to follow as far as like it. And even if it's not intentional, you know, they were doing it for fun. Uh, it turned into something. Hey, let's make a comic book out of it. Hey, let's uh, you know, let's do this. Hey, let's do that, and everything kind of just fell right into place. And I yeah. think whether it's intentional or not, uh, this book is one of those ones that uh, is really kind of following that line. And, and I can easily see uh, multiple uh, projects coming along in other areas and other yeah. arenas, like again, like toys and like the animations and stuff like that. So um, I'm yeah, yeah. too far along. Yeah, I think I think. Um... I'm assuming neither of you guys have read volume two. I should have sent it to you at least digitally because volume two is done. Um, oh, is it? Sweet. Yeah. But just with everything going on, I don't know when it's going to be printed, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. but it's, it's completely done. All four issues are done. And there's a lot of stuff in that issue that would make for really awesome toys. Nice. Oh, now yeah. I got to read it. I got to read it. I, mean, too, I was man. going re- to read it anyways, but I mean, that's it's not in print form yet. So I'm like, Yep, I'm gonna need that digital copy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. A lot of there's a lot of fun stuff in, in that volume. Like they, there's so many just weird things and um, yeah, yeah. Just you're talking about the toys from the 80s and stuff. Like this is this is definitely up that alley. 
Sweet. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. When, uh, when, when, uh, Albert, Albert first told me about this, I was like, man, what are you talking about? And then I, I looked it up and I had to get it. So I went and actually, I actually went and purchased it digitally because I said, I have to read this. And now I think I'm going to have to go to Scout and get the physical copy and, uh, cause I can't get it from my, my shops right now, but now oh. I, I'm definitely going to be, uh, getting that here pretty soon. Uh, I just got to find a way to, uh, work that conversation in with my wife. <laughs> cause I think, I think <laughs> she's, I think she's a little excited about, about the extra money that we have on Wednesdays now. So I'm like, I got to ease that back in there a little bit. What were we going to say, Albert? <laughs> well, the good thing is like, you know, it's a, if you go to, um, to Walter's website, he's uh-huh. got it on there for like $20 and it's a signed copy. Oh, what? Okay. I got to so, do that. And then I got to send it to, uh, to Bob and Kevin, <laughs> yeah. get them to sign yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so before we, wrap up, yep. yeah, before we wrap up, man, can you tell us uh, where we can find some of your stuff, some of your other graphic novels that you've done, uh, where we can buy some of your, maybe commission you for some work or maybe even just get those signed copies of the books. Where, where exactly do we go for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the easiest place is just to go to walterosby.com. Like I have, I started doing YouTube videos talking about like making comics, you know, as simply as possible. So if anyone yeah. wants to make comics, but they don't know how, uh, hit up my YouTube, but like on walterosby.com, I have links out to my store where you can read or buy books. I have links out to, uh, two or actually three of my web comics because my other three graphic novels are all online as well nice. um, because I come from a web comics background. So, oh, right. uh, so yeah, yeah. You'll have links out to Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, like whatever, whatever floats your boat, wherever you hang out. <laughs> like I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Go that out. you just dropped a, uh, a YouTube video the other day. What was, I think it was about webtoons or something like that. Yeah. That one was about basically yeah. just, just the, the, the basic things I think, you know, somebody needs to write and draw a, a decent first few comics, right? Like the things that I think are important for your story to have, you know, a problem and a solution, you know, for your artwork, you know, you should probably have an establishing shot, like just the, the basics that will help people read your comic and understand it. So that's what yeah. that was about. And uh, there is a webtoon contest actually going on right now with, with some pretty big cash prizes. So. Nice. Um, yeah, that's kind of good timing. Uh, you know, we're going to stretch this out just a hair more because now I've got to ask you something. We, we kind of talked to some of the other <laughs> artists and stuff like that and talked to you about, uh, about webtoons and stuff like that. You actually have one of the YouTube channel or one of the YouTube, uh, uh, casts that you did where you were, you kind of answered some of the questions where people were having where how did you get paid on webtoons? Because there's different con, there's different levels and some guys are paid to put up content. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk about that in one of the YouTube channels uh, or one of the YouTube casts. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the webtoons and, uh, and with everything that's going on, everybody's going digitally, everybody's doing this, you know, YouTube channel, Facebook live, this and that. Um, and it's not something I really wanted to dwell on this time around, but you brought them, you brought up the main thing of saying you're a web comic guy. How do you feel that stuff is going now compared to printing? You think this is the way we're going to go? Um, I mean, I, well, everything's going online, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, if you think about music, you know, CD companies, 
um, kind of push back on that and stuff. And so like, I always, I don't think print comics are going anywhere, obviously. Like, you know, I love having, you know, print comics in my hand that I can leave on my desk and like flip through it. Yeah. Um, So I don't think that stuff's going away, but you know, making your comics accessible to the people that want to read them um, just, you know, it makes sense. And if you can get revenue through advertising, because like, I mean, if you think about TV, like that's where a lot of their money is coming from is all advertising. So I don't see why comics, you know, YouTube is from advertising. Um, you know, so why not, like, why can't comics, web comics or whatever you want to say, um, whatever you want to call it, do, mm. do the same model, you know, because people want to read them. There's people out there like devouring these, these webtoon comics. With these huge, huge readerships that put, you know, some comic book sales to shame. Um, yeah. Like, you know, why wouldn't you explore that that possibility, the potential there? You know, just on that line alone, based on, uh, you know, I got to compare it to what uh, what churches are going through right now. You know, most people go to church on Sundays and stuff like that, but if they have a, a floundering. Um, uh, floundering uh people that are going in there you know um can't think of the word right now uh congregation you know uh mm-hmm. and just not a lot, a lot of people going to the church but they're doing this digital stuff and they're seeing that their numbers they have more attendees online than they have attendees in the in the actual sanctuary yeah so uh right. it's accessibility is a big thing yeah um yeah for sure i mean it's like you know if you think about like you know people having to get dressed up in their sunday best and go there and <laughs> yeah. like, drive there get the family in the car or, or they could just like load up twitch on their tv yeah. and they can still like make donations through twitch or paypal or um stream labs you know all yeah. those different ways for them to to donate money to the church that they're watching you know you can still do all that stuff but you can do it from the comfort of your home yeah right right yeah yeah, I, think, I gotta thank you again. It's just such an honor to have you on the on the show because I think you're a great artist. I think your storytelling is, is super super dope. Uh, I think I just <laughs> cut off Joe because Joe was gonna say something. Go ahead, Joe. I was just gonna make fun of you because you were like about to cry because he's on the show with us. <laughs> well, I, look, look, I gotta say, man, my t-shirt's wet because honestly, handkerchiefs or or uh, handkerchiefs, uh, uh, paper towels. <laughs> Uh, uh, they're all gold right now. I can't spend them on tears. So I gotta use my, you know, I gotta use my shirt. <laughs> what else are you using your shirt for? Uh, oh, I know. You know, yeah, the basics, you know, you don't want to know that. Tears, the backs for the ass, you know. You know yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> all right, man. Walter, you, you've been awesome. We appreciate, uh, you coming on the show with us and hanging out with us for a little bit. Um, Man, keep 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 at it, man. Because I love this book. Um, I can't get enough of it. Uh, I now I gotta go read volume two, uh, and I hope for a volume three. Man, keep pumping them out. Yeah, awesome, keep pumping out. And, uh, and if you don't mind, we're gonna plug your uh, your YouTube channel on uh, on our House of Indy uh, Facebook page, so that way people can go to that and check it out. Yeah, yeah, man, I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah, brother. Thanks again for having being on the show. We've got the jovial. Joey Galvez, I'm the Annihilist, Alvin Morales. We've got the Wanderer, Walter Osley. Thank you so much. You're on the House of Vicky. <laughs> Albert, can you spell jovial? <laughs> <laughs> I can, actually. 
I can't. Actually. <laughs> I, I, this is like the last second thing. I couldn't think of anything with a J. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys later. Hey, thanks again for hanging out with us here on The House of Indies. I'm Joey Galvez and Albert Morales. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now 